Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. Chris Harrison and Lauren Zima coming to you from the home office in Austin, Texas, LZ. We have a jam-packed show today. What is in the playbook? Jam-packed just like that infamous Delta flight. (laughs) Everybody first, we are talking about, oh, you thought that airline travel couldn't get any crappier? Well, how about the flight that had to land because it was covered in shit? And then Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's relationship takes a turn for the poopy. They have decided to divorce while Kylie Jenner and Timothy Chalamet debut their love. Then Ruby Frank, influencer turned child abuser. What this means for the future of social media and parenting. And last but not least, uh, they're the last ones to leave. More than 70,000 people stuck at Burning Man. Wow, that's my nightmare. There are some lessons and takeaways. Uh, we're starting with poop? Is that? Is that uh, <laughs> we can't start with poop. Let's start with what's going on with us because you had a, I mean, you want to talk breaking news. This was a mile marker moment, everybody. Yeah. Before we get to all those stories, let's talk about a, <laughs> a moment that might become a major historical milestone of our relationship. Chris Harrison got his first ever Yeah pedicure. I did. This surprised me. So basically I had just come home from spending the weekend with my mom for Labor Day. I was helping my mom clean out. Um, my, she still lives in the home that I grew up in. And uh, my little brother, shout out to Jonathan Zima. God love him, but still hadn't cleaned out his room. Terrifically successful lawyer, maybe the the hottest rising star in the legal front in Southern California. His childhood bedroom is a disaster. Uh, Yeah. You know, turning 29 in a week, I texted him. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm home with mom. I'm cleaning out your room. He goes, I was going to do that at Thanksgiving. I said, of which year? 
You know, I mean, it's funny, no matter how intelligent and successful he is, he's still my little brother, but I had a great weekend at home with my mom. She criticized me in the best ways possible. That always makes me feel loved. (laughs) Let's unpack (laughs) that in therapy later. Um, But so we come home and I'm like, you know, I, I just love to go get a manicure pedicure. I've been literally digging, you know, cleaning dust and, and digging out artifacts of, of childhood for three days. And Chris says, He's never gotten a pedicure. Now you had had a manicure. I have. Why? When I think of all the years that you spent in Hollywood getting pampered, how did you never I don't know, get I a just, pedicure? I never did. And I have, I mean, I will brag on myself a little bit above average looking feet. Like I don't have those bad dude feet that a guy's played sports his whole life, which I have. I have pretty good looking feet. So nothing to be embarrassed about. I'm going to be honest with you. Your feet are fine. Yeah. I think you're comparing your feet maybe to like the horror of what a messy, gross frat boy's feet might no, look like. No, just guy, guys that have been active their whole lives, uh, you know. You know, and I'll be honest, I can't really think of what any other men's feet look like. Like there any guy go. I'd ever dated in the past, I can't remember their feet as we're sitting here now. So I, I can't I don't like to compare that. feet. <laughs> um, but I've never had a pedicure. I got a manicure. And actually, the funny thing is the first one I got uh, was with Jim Belushi. What? Back in the day when I was at ABC and I was at the Upfronts in New York and I was at the uh, Ritz, Central Park South, they create this room for the talent. And I walked in because I didn't know what was going on. You get a little powder on your nose before you go to this Upfront presentation where you're talking to the advertisers. John Ritter was there. And then Belushi was there uh, doing According to Jim. And he's like, Harrison, have you ever, and I'd never met the guy. You ever, you ever had a uh, manicure? And I was like, no, sir, I haven't. He's like, sit down. He's like, you're going to love this. And I got a manicure with Belushi. It was one of the highlights of my days ever at ABC. So maybe you just felt you'd topped out with that, never get yeah, another so manicure Yeah, so I just again. never went there with my my feet. But, and you know, I'm not against it. I'm I'm in for a spa day. I'm in for all the, the, the pampering. I love it. I just, I don't know why I've never done it, but damn it, I love it. And I'm- Are you in now? Yeah, now I'm kind of addicted. I posted about this on Instagram and I had several women message me. Yeah that they would take like their husband or even some women said their father, like an older man and took them. And then they became addicted. Now these guys regularly go get pedicures. I was, I mean, I'm pretty comfortable with this stuff. I was a little uncomfortable. Why? I just, you just, you're walking into enemy territory. It's not your jam. Oh, the salon isn't a familiar place yes. for you. Okay. Enemy territory. It's not harsh. a sports bar. It's not, you know, you're just, it, it's unfamiliar territory. And so, predominantly filled with women. What helped, there was a really burly, manly dude sitting in the middle he of the room. He had a handlebar mustache. He had a handlebar mustache and he was- You know what? That was a manicured, groomed man. Yeah. And so I'm like, eh, I'm good. Um, you, you f- I get that because I feel that way conversely sometimes. Like if I might walk into a gym and it's full of guys, then I sort of feel like the guys are judging me if I'm using the machines yeah. or or they're checking me out. You feel a little vulnerable I was or just going to say, because Taylor, my daughter, says the same thing. She goes, mm-hmm. I don't like to go to the gym because I feel like everyone's looking at me. I said, well, that's our perception. But I will also say sometimes for women, that is a reality. Like, you know, women are, you go to the gym and guys are checking yeah, you out. That's true. And yeah. So, but that is our perception anyway, whether, whether it's happening or not. And that was my perception. You walk in, it felt like that record scratch moment of like, what are you doing here? But I, I quickly got really comfortable in the little massage chair and it was awesome. So I thank you for broadening my horizons and I think my feet look fantastic. 
I will tell you, I can no longer hear them against the sheets, which is which is. And nice. I tell you this, I would never go barefoot on an airplane, even before the poopy plane. Oh, what a transition. Okay, the first story. Everybody, I'm guessing you've heard about it. If you haven't, this feels like maybe now the most infamous airline flight of all time. Nobody's going to forget yeah. this. I've had several people send me articles about this. I sent it to you. I couldn't believe it when I first saw it. Well, now the video is out. You can actually see it. A Delta airline international flight had to make an emergency landing. The pilot said there was a biohazard on board. And we've now seen viral video. What that biohazard was, was a passenger had... (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, the news that first came out was that the person had pooped all the way through the plane. And when that first came out, before the video was released, I remember I sent you the article and said, what do you think that means? My guess was the only way you poop all the way through a plane is if someone is having an issue, trying to get to the bathroom and they can't control it and they go all the way down the aisle. Someone is having explosive diarrhea. You said it. The video comes out confirmed. That's the case. There is diarrhea all down the aisle of this plane. What a, a runway, a runsway. The trail of <laughs> horror uh, on the airplane. Did you hear the pun I just made? No, what? <laughs> you missed that. Let me back that up. Back it up. This and highlight this for you. <laughs> okay, go. I just said it from the runway to the runsway. <laughs> I'm sorry. We just re- rewound the tape for that. Um, it, it is horrifying to see, and it's horrifying to even think of. I The only thing that I can even come close to saying happened to me one time. Oh, God. Where are we going with this? There okay. was a... So, you know, everyone can bring their dogs on a plane. It was like a thing. Like, oh, my dog's- For a, ser- a while, it was a big thing. My dog's a service dog. Mm-hmm. And you have this like 80-pound animal laying in front of you. Someone had brought a dog, clearly wasn't a service dog, but, you know, it had the tag on it. So, great. Um, and this dog relieved itself. No. On the plane in every way possible. No. And it was, and this was just a pile of dog poo. And it was so horrifyingly stinky. What Horrible. did the person do? They try to clean it up. And then I, here's the trick that uh, they, they that you can't do it for a runway of diarrhea no. that goes the extent of the plane. But what they do is they bring coffee grounds out. So the flight attendants come and bury it with coffee grounds because that overpowers the smell. And it actually worked. Wow. And then the whole place smelled like coffee grounds, which was better. But still, for trick of the trade, yeah. So, but that only helps for think about one small spot. This was an entire plane. I can't imagine you were confined in this tube. Oh, the smell, the screams, the you know, sitting those people that it was a pretty big plane. So, think of a plane that's an international flight, yeah, two aisles on either side of those middle seats. So, it was on if you're facing the front of the plane, it was on the left side of the plane all the way down. So at least those on the right side of the plane were like, what's going on? But I'm sure they were um, awakened to it when they smelled it. Well, interesting about the coffee grounds, trick of the trade. I mean, I was thinking the issue is airline floors are like that thin carpet, but it's carpet. Yeah. So if, if a bodily fluid, and I've wondered sometimes why don't airlines and hotels just go with like a nice laminate, but it's probably a slipping hazard. They don't want people yeah, to- I get it on airplanes just for safety. Yeah. But then you run into this. Um, I, you run into this. I got to stop. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. So I, 
I was thinking about how you, when you were just telling that story and you said, I have a story, I was like, are you going to reveal something about yourself? And I asked you this question, who do you feel worse for? Yeah. The person who did the pooping or the people who were subject to the poop? I, the passenger or the rest of the passengers? I get the passenger, the horror of that, the, the, just the shame. I feel for those people that were on that aisle. I have to be honest with you. Down. I feel worse for the passenger. Yeah. Because really? the people who are on the plane, I mean, look, um, I feel horrible for them. And also probably I saw somebody tweet something like, imagine you missed your vacation because yeah. like people, they had a major delay. Of they course. had to emergency land the plane, which I do think the pilot made the right call. And it's interesting. I yeah, wonder, what are you going to do? Spend another eight hours going to London? Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, people couldn't walk up and down the aisle, yeah. you know, like. I wouldn't have landed the plane for the dogs one poop in one yeah, little area. But, um, you know, listen, this isn't the first. I'm sure babies have pooped on planes or, or people have thrown up on planes. But this was all the way through. But I feel the worst for the passenger because everybody else is walking away with a gross, but ultimately a story. And like one day they're going to laugh about it, hopefully. Right. This poor person, I actually, they have not released the name yet. Thank God. I truly hope they don't release yeah. the name of this person because obviously they didn't mean or want to do that. They have to be right. so ashamed. They had to feel so ashamed in the moment. I mean, what if it's an elderly person? Exactly. We I know, don't I thought know. the same thing or, yeah. So I like- I'm, And I saw a lot of people because some media outlets were posting about the story on Instagram and some people in the comment section were even saying like, look, this isn't like, we don't want to know the person's name. We feel bad. This could be, you know, it could have been someone who was very ill. We don't know. Yeah. And so- Or it could have been somebody who was really hungover and but God, get yourself to the back. Couldn't get there. <laughs> Who knows why? I mean, I, but if you put yourself in those shoes, could you imagine you're just like, I'm not going to make it. If this person's name is released, everyone, this story becomes so much bigger. I mean, yeah. by the way, time of recording for all we know, it could be this person's doing a sit down on the Today Show. Oh, like let's hope things not. are happening. I just, I just hope they get to live in obscurity. And it's just the fact that- No, I can see the footage now. They're going to take them back to the plane. They're going to do a oh, reenactment, no. walk them through oh, the no. plane. <laughs> a it's, dramatic reenactment. Okay. I was really thinking about the logistics and then I'll be done with this. Uh -huh. When I first heard about it, Again, when you hear all the way through the plane and then you see it, I was just thinking, okay, I don't know. Like, we're not all unfamiliar. People have had food poisoning. We've all had our moments, yeah. whatever. I'm thinking, how do you not, first of all, how do you not get to the bathroom? It had to really be bad. But second of all, like, I'm like, was it a, a person in a dress? Because even if you poop yourself. Right. It's mostly contained to your pants. Like, how does it get all the way down? Yeah, out that the, much. Yeah, yes. like because it's a lot. It's it's like someone ran down naked. Uh, using my deductive reasoning, my detective skills, my investigative journalist yeah. hat, I'm saying this person was wearing a dress or a skirt. When I had young children, we would call that a blowout, and that oh. happens from time to time. I have to be honest. I don't understand this. I've seen it. Like a baby's wearing a diaper, but mm -hmm. somehow the poop's not in the diaper. Yeah. It's on the clothes. Sometimes it's so impressive that it goes it, through the diaper? Out the sides. Oh, because there's a, just so much. There's so much and it's just forceful and it's a blowout. And you're like, oh, there's that onesie. And then you burn it. And so, which is what they should do with this plane. I hope they destroy this plane. <laughs> no. The plane should be humanely destroyed. They're not going to. The hazmat crew that has to come on, and that's the other thing. Think of the crew that has to come oh, on and clean no. that. How everyone got off that plane and had to crawl over to the other aisle. Just, 
Oh man, my my heart goes out for everybody on that plane. There were people who got poop on them on that plane for sure. The, I, I'm wondering how many people got sick. Like how many people just threw up or gagging? Oh. Like there had to be a lot. The takeaway: don't eat the fish. <laughs> when, when offered on a plane, uh, you know, go vegetarian. Don't eat the fish. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: it's horrible to be sick on a plane, regardless. Yeah. Like if you're ever in that oh, situation, it, being in a plane bathroom is horrifying. And this just oh. this uh, takes the chocolate okay. cake. What, okay. What next? Enough, what next? Enough poop talk. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your Books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know what? Let's take a turn to just like celebrity drama gossip to get us out of this shambles. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we're, we're going to turn to somebody who's not in a great place. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner 
this was a bit of a shocker announcing they're divorcing after only about four years of marriage. They have two children. So, I mean, our hearts go out to them. Um, but they were a pretty like publicly happy couple. They would do cute little TikTok videos together and like gush about each other. But they did just both release after a few rumors, a few TMZ reports, they did both release a joint statement. Um, and when I say both release a joint, I'm sort of overusing my words because their statement overuses the words a little bit. It says that they have, quote, mutually decided to amicably end their marriage. Um, now, I think part of the reason they're so emphatic on the mutual amicability of it all is that there had been over just the past few days some major accusations, reports flying, reports that, yeah. you know, his ring is off and that he saw something on a ring camera, lots of ring stuff that made him decide it was over and, and reports from sources that she's out partying and he had the kids, even though he was on tour, like it was getting very nasty. Um, and I'm glad they released that joint statement, but it makes me, my spidey sense is going off that somebody's like out to get someone here because there's just a lot of details, alleged details out, like the ring camera thing that are kind of trying to really, it really sounds like whatever these sources are, they're yeah. trying to make Sophie Turner look bad here. And it makes me think it's going to get nasty. There's a lot of sources. My guess is uh, their team uh, or even their their separate teams are trying to get ahead of this clearly today and tomorrow and, and trying to squelch this stuff and control it. It's Because it sounds like, the sources are out there, TMZ saying stuff, but it's they're trying to control the narrative as much as possible. But I, I agree. Sometimes when this stuff starts rolling out, it's it's going to get out. Well, um, wishing them all the best. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my spidey sense is going off here that this might get a little dark. Ugly before it gets better. Yes. Is there good news in Hollywood? Good news? I'll see this falls right down the middle. Kylie Jenner and... Timothy, although I believe the correct pronunciation is Timothée Chalamet. Um, Timothée. Timothée. Uh, he is uh, part French and speaks fluent French and has an accent over the first E of his name. Um, they made their public debut at Beyonce's big concert in L.A. this week. Uh, lots of celebrities there. Zendaya there and Tom Holland. By the way, the cutest footage of Zendaya coming into the concert with like Kinta Brunson and some other amazing um, entertainers and Tom Holland just following her filming, like being such a good Instagram boyfriend. So shout out to Tom Holland. I, I love how obsessed he is with her. Um, and so Kylie Jenner, the Kardashians are there. Um, Kendall was there. Kim was there. I think Chloe and Chris are there. And then Kylie and Timothy and there were rumors that they were dating. They've mm -hmm. never like really gone to an event together, but at the concert, they're kind of hanging all over each other. Um, but there's been mixed reviews from the people on this one. Oh, really? People are not in favor of this. Well, yeah, no, I think Why? people. Because um, they're taking Timothy Chalamet off the market because he's such a heartthrob or. I think people are struck by what just feels like an odd couple. Um, yeah. It's just two very different corners of Hollywood. And and careers and people don't seem to do great when you do get involved in that entire family. Oh, my gosh. Well, people are bringing up this photo from years ago, uh -huh. which I'd forgotten about. It's a photo. They're at Nobu Malibu getting dinner. It's okay. like a group of guys. And in the picture at the time years ago is Kanye West, 
Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson. No way. So some, so obviously Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian yeah. dated Kanye and Kim, and now Timothy is dating Kylie. And someone said, like, there you could write at this point truly theses, theses, papers, term papers, grad study papers on the lore of the Kardashians. They are like the modern day Shakespearean tragedies of love and lust in Hollywood. Are they the Kennedys? Oh. Almost to that level of you want to be seen with them, but it really doesn't go well. But like there's drama yeah. and there's a price to be paid. Oh, you're no, you're that's a very good they you're there are modern day Kennedys because yeah. with the Kennedys, it's like so many people in the family were From in the Kenny headlines. Bugport to Calabasas. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Calabasas is a modern day Kenny Bugport. You are so not wrong about this. Yeah. Well, think about it. Truly. I mean, they could be part of like a, like, I feel like in colleges now, there's probably, when I was in college was mm -hmm. when reality TV was kind of first starting to really get big and being right. taken seriously as like a, a medium. But we had film studies courses. I'm sure there are or will be reality TV studies courses, oh, there's courses in colleges. On the, there were courses on The Bachelor. I spoke. Really? Oh yeah. There, I had a lot of people reach out to me throughout the years that they were taking this studies class and it was based on The Bachelor. Now it would branch off into like humanities of something about relationships or something like they would take stuff out of it, but it was kind of based around the concept of The Bachelor, like group dating and mass dating and dating on TV and the phenomenon of it all. But yeah, totally. Wow. I mean, look, there's Harry Potter classes. I know. I was about to say, and I wish I could have <laughs> taken one. There's Taylor Swift classes, as there should be. You know be. those layup classes when it's just an easy A? Oh. That would have been you and Harry Potter. Oh, my gosh. By the way, um, big shout out to Beyonce because I had a couple of friends in LA go to that concert. Everybody said it was just phenomenal. And I'm loving this summer of female, like, Women killing it in their careers, putting out incredible products, Taylor Swift in the Eras Tour, Beyonce in the Renaissance Tour, Barbie, Greta Gerwig, Margot Robbie, um, crossing the billion dollar mark at the box office. And I saw a headline the other day, like Hollywood wake up and see the spending power of women. <laughs> women control a lot of the checkbooks at home. No, no, like, not some. All. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you look at why is, I mean, I'll go back to The Bachelor. Why is The Bachelor so successful? Only because it crushed mm -hmm. in the demographic of women, 18 to 54 year olds. That is the demographic that General Mills, that Chevy, Toyota, everybody wants to hit. That is the demo because they make the decisions on buying, traveling. That's why we traveled so much. People loved it. You know, there's the, the decision makers are sitting on their couch at home looking, going, yeah, I want to go to Barbados. Mm -hmm. I want to go to Bora Bora, whatever. But for sure. Yeah. It's like that quote from, uh, I rewatched my big fat Greek wedding the other day. Did you? Holds up. Hilarious movie. My family and I always love that movie, but there's that line where the, her mom goes, the man thinks he is the head of the house, but the woman is the neck and she can turn the head any way <laughs> she wants. So I wish that Hollywood would take note. Like yeah. it's, it's the frustration. And I felt it weeks ago when it started coming out. Okay. Mattel sees that Barbie is a huge hit. So Mattel's response is, we're going to make movies from all all corners oh, of our toy universe. I know. No. That's I, not the all, answer. That's not the sign we're giving you. <laughs> we're sick of franchises. We want original movies again. I can't think of, I mean, I'll put Barbie in this category, but over the last 10 years, I really can barely name movies other than 
superhero franchise movies. Yeah. And I certainly struggle to name movies that would be rewatchable classics from the past decade or so. But then I look at like the 90s and the early 2000s. So many of those movies, I just said I rewatched my Big Fat Greek Wedding. Those movies became classics. We need original movies to be good again, to touch our hearts again, just like Barbie did, to make us laugh, to make us celebrate. And those are the films that stick with us. And I wish Hollywood would see that. What was that? Those questions on the SAT where it's like this plus this equals this. And mm -hmm. you had to like kind of figure out. I don't know how Hollywood executives have put this theory together. Barbie plus the box office equals rock'em, sock'em robots. Yeah, no. Like, how are you making that correlation? It's shocking. That's not what we're saying. No. And and the box office couldn't be screaming louder right now. I'm happy to see yeah. both Barbie and Oppenheimer setting records. And to your point, I was just racking my brain trying to think of maybe you can go country right now. I know like our friend Parker McCollum's killing it. Morgan Wallen's killing it. And Luke Combs. But I can't think of a male-driven band or tour that is coming close. Well, I know it's not coming close to Taylor Swift, but it's also not coming close to Beyonce. Beyonce? Oh, no. Like those two- Nobody else is in the conversation this summer. Yeah, it's I mean, Beyonce I know Morgan Wallen is printing money. He is, mm -hmm. so he's on that level for sure. But those two- But I think you're talking about also more than money. You're talking about a tour that's in the conversation yeah. of- um, artistry of perfection of the craft of shaping the social conscience. It's what we yes. talk about. It's what like we talk people about. People are dressing up yeah. thematically to go to Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Everybody was in like their silver for Beyonce. People dress up as the eras for Taylor Swift, the friendship bracelets, you know, Taylor doing the surprise songs, Beyonce um, bringing out like Diana Ross for her. It, there's just so many, like these two women are at the pinnacle of their careers. And it is, I mean, we are alive to see something special. I will make one more note about Kylie and Timothée, mm -hmm. which I I love the tangent. We've gone off of them for this. But um, he was smoking at the concert. Yeah, like cigarette smoking. Cigarette smoking. Yeah. I, I have something scary to say. I, I think smoking's back for the youth. Wait, what? I mean, it is. What? Smoking's bad for you? No. <laughs> Why isn't anyone telling in the sis? Back for the youth. <laughs> um. Well, for sure we knew kids like it's way on the rise because of vaping, because what's scary with vape pens is you can't smell it like they can sneak it more. And I don't think they're I don't know. I, it's like we're all like pretending that it isn't as bad for us as cigarettes, yeah. but it it's such a it's always a bit of a striking reminder when you see a celebrity smoking, by the way, secrets revealed lots know, of celebrities. A smoke. lot of them smoke. FYI, everybody. You want to know one of the big ways that celebrities stay thin? Yeah. So many actors and actresses secretly smoke. You're right. It is. On our set, a lot of crew members, a lot of people smoke still. Yeah, people and I'm just with like, hard jobs when they work long hours. It, coffee it, and cigarettes. And I'm mm -hmm. like, it's not 1978 anymore. How no. are you smoking? It smells disgusting. You taste disgusting. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than just a mom. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. Mary Beth, she is a force to be reckoned with. Successful career, many talents, a great friend group. I could go on and on about my mom. I love her dearly. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. 
And I got you 25% off your entire Books purchase, so you can send some too. Here's why I like Books. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farms, so they last way longer. Books has also made it easy. I went online, picked the delivery date, and I'm done. Mother's Day is May 12th, right around the corner. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, the wife, aunt, hey, even your grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code Chris for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code Chris. Books.com and use promo code Chris. Simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected anywhere and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Navigate easily by powering apps like real-time GPS and voice assistant. Keep everyone entertained with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity roadblock your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. By the way, so we have two uh, secret stories. I want to bring, we're, we're on the Kardashian. Oh. I have a story for you. Oh, you're surprising you. This is a surprise story. Okay. Ripped from today's headline. Kanye West. Venice police are investigating Kanye West and Bianca Sensori after the couple were seen in a racy position. According to the Daily Mail, they are saying that Yes, exposed butt cheeks during their Italian trip disregarded their standards of public decorum. The police are uh, also asserted that the pair's picture show them in a state of intimacy in Venice, Italy, by the way, not California. Basically, it's it seems like maybe they were uh, oh, I'm reading on this. one of these boats. West the was snapped with his trousers down and his bottom exposed. Yes. And she appeared to be crouching between his legs. Mm, you can connect the dots. Following the release of the photos, the boat company issued a statement declaring that the famous couple are no longer welcome on future trips and have been banned from the company. So there, you know, picture, picture, you know, Venice and those oh, cool dear. old wooden boats. Uh, not, not the gondolas that they paddle around. It's like you're on a motorboat going through the big canals. Uh, that is what they are on, and it seems maybe he was being pleasured of some sort. 
uh, sans trousers. Oh, Kanye. So it is the most romantic city in the world. I think maybe they took it a little too far. Thoughts on Kanye and Bianca? Uh, there, this is in no way acceptable. This is completely unacceptable. There's a driver on the boat, by the way. There's someone else on the boat. You're in the canal. You're in public view of the world. I don't. I, and also from these pictures, it looks to be the middle of the day. Daytime. Yeah, this is not in the middle of the night on the Grand Canal. You know, you're kind of out on the water. Can't be seen. This is... Look, I'm no prude. And I mean, I don't think I'm that prudish. And I get that everybody... Everybody in some point in some relationships probably had wanted to have a little public dalliance, yeah. like be a little naughty or something. But this is the middle of the day in one of the most visited touristy cities in the world. And by the way, right now, the Venice Film Festival is happening. There's a whole film probably festival there why right they're now. there. And by the way, you are the most one of the most visual people in the world. People, all eyes are on you. You know, people are taking pictures of you. So I think we agree. This is a no go. What makes me sad is. She looks so much like Kim Kardashian. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I know Kanye West is in a dark place and I feel bad for him in this situation. I feel bad for Kim. I feel bad for their children. It's not great. Agreed. What is your uh, secret story you're bringing to the table today? So I'm throwing this at you because you have not looked into it at all. I am surface level aware. I've been reading some headlines, but I'd never heard of this person before, but it's very Interesting to me, an influencer, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, although maybe she doesn't deserve to have it pronounced right, Ruby Frank. This woman is a mother of six. Uh, She had a popular YouTube channel with about 2 million subscribers before it was taken down earlier this year. And she also had a presence on other social media platforms, TikTok and more. And she would post about parenting. And she's been arrested for child abuse. Oh, geez. And apparently she would like post things about her parenting techniques, which included things like depriving her children of food. Um, like she posted that when she was sort of boasting in one video that I think has now been removed, that her child's teacher had called and said, you know, your child came to school without lunch today. And she said, well, yeah, that's because my kid messed up and forgot to make their own lunch. And I'm teaching them the lesson. If you forget to make your lunch, you're not eating. So apparently she's been arrested for far worse than that. Um, One of her children escaped um, through a window of her home or a child escaped through a window of her home, ran to a neighbor's house for help. And um, officials said the condition of children that they found was so severe that they were taken to a local hospital. So it's really wild to me, I think, that this was all in such plain sight, right? Yeah. Like that this person, I mean, 2 million subscribers on YouTube and is yet, Yeah, is this person is revered on social media for being a good parent and knowing the, these skills and teaching. I mean, I can't say for sure revered by all. There might've been people subscribing right. to or following like out of fear, out of what's going on here, trying to expose the truth and asking hard questions. But I mean, 2 million at some level. Yeah you, yeah. you had some people listening to her. My takeaway from just listening to this for the first time, there's a lot of this on the internet, obviously, Instagram, TikTok and all that of people that like stuff I watch. I love food stuff. And so I, I listen to certain people on what to eat, what not to eat. Even some of those people seem like they're in the know. I don't know them. And, and, and some now are being exposed 
for not being doctors, it nutritionists, is, et cetera. Yes. Same thing with workout people. I follow a lot of workout people. And so everyone's an expert. Everyone's days. an expert yeah. just because you have a million people on TikTok or what have you. And parenting is the same. And it's just, you know, things are not as they appear to be just because someone looks good and has a nice ring light and their kids are dancing around doesn't mean they are an expert. We have to be very careful in this day and age. Well, I think that it's a lesson. Yeah. And asking questions, you know, who am I really listening to Mm -hmm. here? Of course, the power of social media is that it, you know, can expose you to new things, can help you learn about things you didn't before. There are people who felt isolated in, in issues and now can connect with others. And then there's this other side of it. And I do think that we're on the crest of a wave when it comes to what people are able to show and share about with their kids online. Because yeah. I saw, I believe it was in Illinois, my home state, just passed a law involving like how much parents have to share money that they make on social media with their children. Because like, think about it. This is sort of the new version of a child star. Think of Macaulay Culkin, I believe, you know, famously of Home Alone and many other movies as a kid. I think he became estranged from and sued his parents for like, like money that, you know, he was the child actor. He'd made the money, but his parents kept that money. There's a lot of those stories. Child athletes, stars. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're going to see that now. I mean, obviously this is abuse. This is a whole different story, but you know, what can be considered abuse? Is it child labor if you're making your kid like, you know, this kind of do videos with you? Dabbled stuff? into that Michael Orr story and the blindside mm-hmm. story uh, with the Tuies. There are a lot of yeah. um, very gray areas. And I, I think we're going to potentially see some new laws be made here. Um, but if nothing else, it's such a lesson in questioning what you see yeah. online. Yes. Don't just take it for what it is. Like, Take it with a grain of salt, actually, to put it back in nutritional terms. Yeah. Um, Let's end with a kicker. Let's burn this thing down. Oh, my gosh. The disaster that is and was Burning Man. Now, do you know much about Burning Man? Because I really didn't. It's something I heard about. You know what I realized? What? I thought it was a music festival. I'm not sure that it is. It's not. I thought the same thing. I thought it was like uh, South by Southwest or uh, like a Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. So it started back in 1986 when these two dudes in San Francisco, I think, burned what appeared not a man. I know they burned this like big statue yeah. or structure that it was is a, in the man shape of a man statue. They burned it on the beach or whatever, and they called it Burning Man. Hence the title, and this thing took off. Now they go to the desert in Nevada, and there is this seven, eight, nine day, whatever it is existentialistic escape. They create a city out there, an airport, medical. They create what? everything out there in these- Well, because something like 70,000 people go. And But they create a, a, a living city to where people just go dwell and exist. And there are musical acts, so it, it's I wouldn't call it a festival, but a lot of musicians and stuff do go. Um, and The New York Times, I'm, I just pulled this up, describes yeah. Burning Man as a- nine-day celebration of art and self-expression held in a temporary community about 120 miles north of Reno. And the festival get, has drawn around 70,000 people in recent years. And people get dressed up like it's Thunderdome. I mean, it's... I mean, and sort of and famously, different celebrities will go. I think Leonardo DiCaprio is often seen there. Yeah. Often known for the drugs and the uh, hallucinogenics. That's a very Burning Man right. thing. I mean, I think when you hear that it's a celebration of art and self-expression. You assumed some drugs. <laughs> Hallucinogenics. Um, and, but 
this Burning Man really came to a screeching halt due to the fact that they had torrential rains. They're in the desert. And if you've ever been in the desert, it's very dry until it's not. And when it rains, it pours and it floods and the dust turns to mud. And And it became very scary. People have been trapped. For For four days. Days. Yeah. They were advised to conserve food and water for safety. There are stories of people saying they did a treacherous, you know, five, six hour hike through mud in the darkness to get out. Um, and, And by the way, it doesn't seem anyone was safe from this. I saw that like the Diplo, the musician and Chris Rock, I think we had like hiked out together, but they're like, no, no, we like hiked out like everyone else. We didn't have some special. Yeah. I mean, I don't think emergency vehicles could get to people. No, it's it was scary. The, the, the mud closed all the roads. Nobody could get through. Everybody was just stuck. And so they stopped everybody until uh, today, actually, when uh, the mass exodus took place and some 73,000 people tried to exit at the same time, cranky, tired, probably hungry. They said the lines were over five hours long to get out. Now they're saying, they're putting on a brave face saying, well, it always takes hours to get out, but it has never been like this. I got to say, this is a reminder for me <laughs> I know. of why I don't go to festivals. I know, I'm with you. I'm with you. I did one time. Here's my issue with never festivals. Do it again. At, at the, in the best case scenario, yeah. you're still kind of surviving it. And I mean, I, don't, I wish there was a better word than surviving, but in the best case scenario, if you do a festival in the best way possible <laughs> with the most so expensive right. VIP tickets that you can get, you're still going to the bathroom in a porta potty. You're still sweating your butt off. You're still making your uh, way through mobs of people. You're still like trying to get a drink and some food. And that's when you pay top dollar yeah. for your experience. Like that's what I don't understand about the festival thing. I mean, you're choosing to go to the middle of the desert, even if it hadn't rained. I don't I don't see the appeal of going to sweat my you know what off for nine days in the desert. You know, if I if I want in August. If, yeah, because on a good day it's a thousand degrees. On a bad day is it's storming and it's flooding. But if I said to you, I really hate this person, I'm gonna torture them. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna drag them into the desert. They're going to be stuck there for four days. That's like how they killed people on um, Breaking Bad. Exactly. Like, I don't understand. So <laughs> let me- um, So we are, we're not in for Burning Man 2024. No. Uh, so don't don't reach out to LZ and I on the most dramatic podcast ever. But I will tell you what I'm in for. Um, and it's bringing it back to our very first story. Yeah. Several people were saying, okay, when are we going to get just like we had with that infamous fire festival a few years ago. You remember yeah, that festival was supposed to be a music thing and it was a total disaster and people were like eating slices of cheese um, to get sustenance. When do we get, we hope there are crews filming for the like Netflix documentary about both this year's Burning Man yeah. and the poop plane. Well, and you know, you weren't here. Uh, Marie Menounos is filling in because you were at camp, the experience camps. You know, Fire Festival dude is out of jail and already talking about rehashing this. He took his time in jail, oh. wrote a 50-page manifesto of how he's going to do it now, and he is back trying to make this happen. So we might have another documentary on Fire Festival part two as well. You know, it's a scary word, manifesto. I know. It never really indicates no, it's good not, content, does it? It's not going to end well. No. But this ended well. I mean, we're not walking uh, through an Isle of sh- I'll say that. <laughs> or a, a desert <laughs> full of mud. Um, <laughs> but hey, reach out to us. You can always find uh, LZ um, and she's 
it's easy, at Lauren Zima. I am at Chris B. Harrison. And of course, at the most dramatic pod ever. We so appreciate you tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. It's always great talking to you. And we'll do it again because we have a lot more to talk about. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever. And make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.